The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Mary O'Kane is with us. She is our uh, parenting and child psychology expert. She's also the author of Perfectly Imperfect Parenting, which celebrates its first year <laughs> in print. And apparently you're doing a special if people want to buy the book. I am on top. Fair play. Shameless plug on Dead my website. Right. Thank you. Perfectly Imperfect Parenting. Yeah. And if you have any questions for Mary, 53106. And we have interesting questions already in Mary because they relate not to how to handle your own kids, but how other people handle your kids and how you handle other people's kids. So the first one. My eight-year-old twins enjoy hanging out with friends from school, but I have noticed that one set of parents whose house we often bring them to regularly chastise them if they feel they're out of line. I feel I have raised them well, and these parents are particularly curt about what they expect from their kids. But I don't feel comfortable that they feel entitled to speak that way to my children. How should I approach this? Now, can you widen this, not just when, when people are giving out to kids, but... When kids come back and you discover they have been fed things they don't eat at home or they've been allowed to watch things they're not allowed to watch at home, how do you parent by proxy or stop other people parenting your kids by proxy? Now, you see, Anton, I think we're going to actually fall out over this one. Oh, good. But can you? Because it's their house, their rules, okay? It's your child. (laughs) Yeah, but you are allowing your child to go into that house. And funny, that's what I thought when I read this. Now, um, first of all, I have to say... If this parent, if the parent they're going to is not being discriminatory against your kids, so say they have no rules for their own kids, no rules for other kids, but your adorable twins come in and it is, oi, the two of you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, now that's an issue. But is it not my house, my rules? So say I, it's my home and I'm inviting your kids in, but you're, you're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do that. And I make clear my rules to every child. Does that parent not have the right to do that? It, but there not there a line, though, where you cross over? There are house rules where if it's one of those houses where you have to take your shoes off, I don't understand yeah. why they exist, but let's but, imagine it yeah. is. Your kids have to take the shoes off. There is a cross, there is a line that you cross, though, into defining what is generally acceptable behaviour. So let's say the kid says a swear word. You go, oh, we don't talk like that. I was like, hang on a minute. If that's permissible in their life, who are you to start telling my kids how to live? <laughs> no, you see, I think, Anton, you have to make the decision. Is the friendship worth following their rules? It's like, do her adorable twins. Are they bothered? Is it the parent is bothered? Is it the kids? So say the kids coming home and going, oh my gosh, you know, their dad ate the face off me today. I'm really frightened me, whatever. Okay, you have a problem. But is it just that we get very defensive when people correct our children? And I get that. Oh, I mean, I do get that, you know. So somebody says something about, oh, you know, I had to warn them today not to do whatever. And you you suddenly think, oh, oh my gosh, I, my, my children are brats and that means I'm a bad parent. You know how I feel about that one? Like I'm being judged and it's my bad parenting is produced this child. But hold on, if she has reasonable rules and your children are okay with them, is that friendship worth it? And if they're really happy in that house and it's a good friend, maybe you have to say, you know what, I'll, I'll step back from it. Okay, through gritted <laughs> teeth, I will accept your point and say that you're right. <laughs> However, can I reverse it? What okay. if it's the other way and you, when the child, when the twins go to the house, it isn't that new rules are imposed upon them. It's that the rules that are imposed upon them at home go out the window. So at home, they live in a diet entirely made of fruit and cucumbers. Suddenly yes. now they're neck deep in donuts. Yes. That kind of thing. Can you, when you're allowing a child to go to somebody else, say, now here's my rules? Yes, I think you, you do. I think you can say, 
by the way, I try really not to have them eating donuts forever. Or, oh, you're hard to handle that one. Oh, by the way, just to let you know, they tend to lose their tiny minds when you give them donuts. <laughs> you might find them a bit challenging if you feed them on the donuts. You might want to try that one. I do think you've the right to say your rules, but the owner of the home has the right to go my rules. But say something like a peanut allergy or something, that would be obviously very different. What That's about kid, one, parents intervening with kids in public? I've seen situations where like kids will fall over and their parents are right beside them and a stranger intervenes to pick them up. Like Their parents are right there. Yeah. Like, they're no. in charge. No, no, no. You, you don't have the right to go along and correct other people's kids in public. Nobody wants that. If they ask you to help them, yeah, I always think that with parenting advice. Somebody asks for parenting advice, yep. If they tell a problem and they don't say, can you help? Mouth shut. Just do not say anything. No, you don't have the right in a park or whatever to correct them. No, unless they've given your kid a belt. And then do you have the right to say, yeah, Johnny, belt him back if you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, let us distance ourselves from that. And if you are thinking about the book, that's not the kind of thing that's in it. Um, one saying, I have a 12 year old who completely lacks confidence in himself, even though we are a stable and loving family. Despite this, as in despite being a stable and loving family, he can be very negative. He feels he's not as good as his friends in school, even though I keep telling him this isn't true. I'd love to know how to help him more. I've considered sending him to counselling, but I'd try anything that might be of help. God, that must be very tough. Yeah, can I just say something? This one, Anton, that first of all, even though we're a stable and loving family, oh, you can be the most stable and loving family in the world and your child will struggle. We sometimes think, is it me? Am I doing something wrong? No, that, that's not the way it works. Your, your child can struggle for any reason. But you know what dawned on me? He feels he's not as good as his friends in school and I keep telling him he is. But is he genuinely struggling in the school? Not being funny, does the parent know that he is? Because maybe he is genu- he, maybe he knows I'm really not getting this and they are. So I would speak to the teacher about that one. But sometimes they can be very hard on themselves and at twelve, you know, transition into secondary school and everything coming up next September, like it's it's a funny age. It's one of those ages where they're aware of competition, they're aware of being judged against their peers an awful lot. And they can take and, a singular failure and blow it into being a cosmic judgment about them. Oh Anton. So like I'm really struggling with my tables. I am you know, I'm division now and I'm finding these really hard. I'm no good at my tables. And next thing you know, I'm not good no good at maths. And then next you hear them say, I'm stupid and there's nothing worse than to hear a child say that. So I I definitely wouldn't just say, you know, what can you do to to deal with this? And I mean, maybe counselling would work, but I actually talk to him. He's 12. Try to get the bottom of what's going on. I am actually doing um, a webinar on what we call growth mindset coming up in the next few weeks at some point. I'm sorry, I don't know the date or anything. But um, growth mindset is our belief that our brains can learn and grow. A belief that mistakes are how we learn. And he could be quite self-critical. Some kids see mistakes as failure and you know what I mean? So again, I'd, I'd, it's talking to him, getting to the bottom of it. I've got a quick one for you because uh, time is against us. We are going to Easter lunch at my mother-in-law's uh, on Sunday. I am dreading it as I know she, another one about intervening with the other kids. She will constantly complain about my three-year-old. He's too wild, too loud. She constantly gets digs in. She doesn't do this to his older sisters, just him. He's a live wire but not a bold kid. And even at three, it's clear to everyone that he can do nothing right. Any advice, welcome. Anton, oh, pressure there. this is your granny. You're three. This is your granny. Your granny should love you for who you are, not for who she wants you to be. So yeah, I'm on this person's side. Who's she getting the but, digs in at though? Well, yeah, but also he is 
three funny she says older sisters as well and they're older developmentally at three what are you supposed to be doing you're supposed to be experimenting exploring and you're very physical at three that's how you learn you're playful you're whatever temperament some of our kids have quite a gentle maybe more introverted temperament some of our kids have a really reactive temperament he is who he is the fact that it's your mother-in-law you know who I'm going to what I'm going to say pin this and it was a lady wrote in pin it on your husband if you're emotional, you're not going to be able to communicate calmly. I would ask him to maybe gently remind her of your his son's mother. strength. His he deals his mother, he deals with it. But yeah. he should you he should tackle it head on. He should listen and say, Ma, oh, you and I need to this, talk. No, this isn't about criticizing the mother, it's about reminding her of the strengths of this little fella and of the fact that he is only three and we all have to be a little bit patient with him. I'd say he's really looking forward to the Easter lunch. <laughs> He'll probably thoroughly enjoy it. She won't. <laughs> On those kind of things, though, are you sometimes, is discretion not sometimes the better part of valour? Do you not say, look, we only, we're going to be there for four hours. I can suck it up. It's not going to be the end of the world. I'll get out of it at the end of it and have a large glass of wine to celebrate when I get home. I'd have a large glass of wine before you go. But do you know what I don't like? It's the fact that she says it's clear to everyone so what about little Mr. Three? He might not understand this and he might not be able to explain it to himself. I would bet you he's feeling this. If this is happening all the time, he's feeling it. He shouldn't have to deal with that. So I would ask my husband to gently talk to his mum. Yeah, it's not fair on little Mr. Three. <laughs> Mary, thank you so much. That is Mary O'Kane, the author of Perfectly <laughs> Imperfect Parenting, available in all good bookshops, etc, etc, etc. And if people want to hunt you down, Mary, where can they get you? Uh, www.drmaryokane.ie or on social media.